Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Since the time that I came out here, it has been six minutes and 20 seconds. The shooter has ceased shooting and will soon abandon his rifle, blend in with the students as they escape and walk free for an hour before arrest. Fight for your lives before it's someone else's job. That is the voice of Emma Gonzalez, and you'll have come to know her since the uh, Florida shooting where 17 students were killed because she and a small group of students decided enough's enough. And and you can put all your views aside. This is not about guns, you know, you like them, hate them, whatever. Just even to watch the speeches, I mean, they, it was, they were unbelievable. Um, and, and she's an impressive young woman. Um, and the words she spoke, really, I mean, put your views aside. It was a very impressive, impressive speech that she made um, in front of what is a movement. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people all over the United States who got together because they decided enough. And it's not the end of the gun debate. That, that is going to continue. But I think it's also fair to ask, you know, what has been accomplished? Where does this movement go now? What are the people who are at these gatherings? What are they looking for, hoping for? And you might recall that we had a young woman on the show on Friday who is a dual citizen who explained to us that her, both her dad and grandfather were NRA members. So she's very kind of um, prone or, or, or has been exposed to the rationale, to, to the attitude, so she gets it. But she was very moved by the mass shooting a couple of weeks ago. She's part of the generation that has grown up with all these mass shootings. And so she got on a bus, went to Washington to be part of this movement because she's had enough. And she joins us now on the other side to explain the experience. Kat, Shamel, good to have you back. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, have you come down yet? Are you still on a high? Um, a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's a really empowering and, and very hopeful experience to, to be a part of such a large movement. Um, so I'm still definitely kind of feeling that, that exhilaration, that excitement, and I'm kind of hoping that it won't end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, well, that, you know what? It's interesting when you get inside that bubble and you're so passionate about something that, um, you know, you start to live off the adrenaline and you wonder what's next. So what what was your big takeaway now that you've had a chance to kind of step outside and process, um, you know, what you were involved in? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me now is just how important it is for this movement to continue. I mean, a lot of the speeches kind of centered around this isn't the end of the movement. This, this march was not the climax of this movement. This movement is just beginning, and really, I hope to, you know, continue that in in my everyday life. Continue to spread the word around, you know, get out and start voting. Um, I think that it's really it's going to stay with me for for a long, long time. And what was your um, experience as far as conversations? What kind of um, conversations did you hear? Oh uh, well, I mean, 
a lot of kind of mixed mixed emotions, a lot of mixed conversations. I mean, people there, a lot of them had um, had really been affected by gun violence, had lost loved ones, or had known people to lose loved ones. And so there was a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, but also a lot of hope. Um, seeing all these young people who went up and who spoke, it was really empowering to know that there are so many people fighting for the same thing. Interestingly, um, you know, and there's so much debate about guns and gun violence and, and taking guns away and losing Second Amendment rights, all those kinds of debates will go on. But I have not, I think if you if you kind of step back and listen, the group is not asking the core group of activists here, these young students, are not asking for guns to be taken away. They're actually asking for, I think, some pretty uh, measured, um, you know, changes to be made to the laws. So did you hear any kind of language that people want all guns taken away? Or is it more that they want the government, they want the people that are elected officials to just make the changes that would make it more difficult to get one? Um, I think that, I mean, definitely we're pushing to have assault rifles and military-style weapons taken away from the general public. Um, but other than that, no, the the cry is not to have, you know, people's guns taken away. And, you know, it's the Second Amendment. You're allowed to have guns. But I think the type of guns that are accessible and the way that guns are accessible right now, that's really the, the problem that we're seeing. Um, in Canada, we have actually a pretty a pretty good gun law system. And I think that that's kind of what they're asking for in America now. They're just asking for some reform. They're asking for it to become illegal to to sell guns out of their um, front yards, as many Americans do. Um, And they're just asking for it to be a little bit more difficult for people to gain access to weapons, especially with a background of violence and of mental illness. Yeah, we have we have very strict gun laws in this country. We also have very different attitudes about guns uh, than than Americans tend to. Um, And and I'm glad we have the gun laws that we do. And and we have very responsible uh, gun owners in this country. One of the things, though, you know, while our prime minister announced last week that there were going to be changes made to gun laws, um, you know, not enough is being done to get rid of the big city crime, the big shootings that we see in Toronto or, or Vancouver. There's still a lot of gang violence. So where do you take, and I don't want to call you an activist, but where do you take your voice then, now that you're at home, to demand that, you know, law enforcement and politicians start addressing those inner city crimes? Um, I think that a lot of the conversations that I will be having are with people my own age, um, you know, in my in my community, because as we've seen now from the activists in, in America, um, you know, we can really make a difference. And I think that that's really what this, movement is showing that young people can get involved and that young people can demand change and change, you know, can actually come about from, from, you know, high school students demanding change. And I think that that's, that's where I'm hoping to go from here. I'm hoping to just reach out to, to those around me and to, to tell them that, you know, their voice can be heard. They really can make a difference. And as far as, um, you know, your involvement, did it, did it beat expectations? Did it reach the expectations or did it far surpass what you expected to get out of this? It far surpassed what I was expecting. I mean, I was um, stationed outside of the Canadian embassy mm-hmm. and the crowd could stretch, you know, the crowd stretched beyond the eye could see basically in either direction. 
uh, entered to see, there were, I mean, the estimates that I've seen were approximately 800,000 people. That's almost a million people mm. standing there. And it was just one of the most powerful things that I've ever seen. And do you expect that we'll see more of this? And, and do you expect, and I'm not sure why we would have them in Canada necessarily because we, we are different, but do you expect this, this is going to continue as far as marches? Or do you think now it's really about getting down to um, contacting local officials and demanding that they do something? Well, I think that it depends on on what happens from here. I mean, the main focus of this, of course, was gun laws in America. But as you said, we are seeing issues in Canada as well, especially in the inner cities. So I think the first step that needs to happen is, you know, gun laws in America have to change. And I think after the bigger issues are addressed, certainly we'll see, you know, if they aren't addressed to our standards, we will see more marches and we will see walkouts. There's another walkout planned uh, in April. Um, And we'll just see, I think this movement has really started um, kind of a, a bigger a bigger uh, change mm-hmm. or a bigger hope for change than we've seen in a long time. So, yeah, I think I think this will be the beginning of more marches and of more walkouts and of more sit-ins and, you know, of more activism. Time will tell. Kat, thanks so much for sharing your, your perspective. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. We'll have you on again. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That is Kat Shamel who uh, went down to Washington, put her words into action, and decided to say, you know what, I'm going to be part of this. And uh, again, for me, it's not about whether I like guns or don't like guns. I just like it when people actually get involved. Um, I found, you know, I was pretty impressed by those numbers. It's hard not to be. And um, the speeches I was also extremely uh, impressed with, of these young people standing up for what they believe. Do I think it's going to get rid of every gun in America? I do not. I, it will never. But will attitudes change? We may slowly be starting uh, to see a newer, younger generation, the generation that will carry the vote forward, you know, maybe kind of making that change uh, to the dialogue. So uh, it was an interesting, um, I think it was an interesting event. We'll see where it goes.